Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are in the third chapter of Acts. And remember what we've been looking at. Peter is responding to the people being amazed because they've seen uh, that the lame man has been healed. And you remember what Peter said in verse 12. He said, hey, men of Israel, why are you amazed at this? Or why, do you, or why are you gazing at us as if it's by our power or by our power, or our piety that we made this man to walk? No. He says, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant Jesus. The one whom you delivered and disowned in the presence of Pilate when he had decided to release him. But you disown the holy and righteous one and ask for a murderer to be granted to you and put to death the prince of life, the one whom God raised from the dead, a fact to which we are witnesses. So remember that he's driving home this point of what had occurred and what's happened. But now he gives them some hope. Verse 16. And on the basis of faith in his name, in Jesus' name, it is the name of Jesus which has strengthened this man whom you see and know. And the faith which comes through him, through Jesus, has given him, that man, this perfect health in the presence of you all. He's telling them it is Jesus that has healed this guy. It's not Peter, it's not John, it's Jesus. Now, did Jesus use Peter and John? Yes, they proclaim the point of faith, the word of faith. The man believed, they believed he was healed. Watch this, verse 17. And now, brethren, notice how Peter keeps calling them brethren, because they are brethren. They are Jewish brethren, okay? They're also brethren from the point of view of humanity, okay? So now, brethren, I know that you acted in ignorance just as your rulers did also. (laughs) Well, he gives them a little hope right there, okay? He says, I know you acted in ignorance. Well, what, what does it mean to be ignorant? I use that term quite a bit. Ignorant means that you're just unlearned. Now, it, it is used as a pejorative type of term a lot, you know, in describing somebody. But it just means that you're unlearned. And all of us are basically ignorant of 99.9999% of all things. He says, I know that you acted in ignorance, just as your rulers also did. Now, there's some mercy right there from Peter's fault. <laughs> the rulers should have known. Some of them did. They should have known who Jesus was, but they chose not to believe. But now he's saying, I know you acted ignorantly, but now, verse 18, the things which God announced beforehand by the mouth of all the prophets that his Christ, his anointed one, his Messiah, would suffer, he has thus fulfilled. So Peter's given them the ability to understand what is going on, and he's tied into what they know. He says, you know the prophets. He said, out of the mouth of all the prophets, not just some of the prophets, but all the prophets, they prophesied that Christ, that the Messiah would suffer. 
And this has been fulfilled. Okay? This has been fulfilled. And it was fulfilled through the Lord Jesus Christ. And this was also given tremendous insight to the uh, religious rulers because there was all sorts of debate. They could see this suffering servant thing, and they didn't understand how that could be Messiah, suffering servant. But then they see the victorious Messiah. They like that one, right? So what does Peter call them to do in the midst of this? Verse 19, Acts 3. Therefore... Okay, again, a term of conclusion. Notice how quick this is. Notice how succinct it is. Notice how forthright it is. He's not sitting there beating around the bushes. He's not sitting there quoting every prophet that he could think of to verify this. No, he's just saying it's out of the mouth of all the prophets. Therefore, here's what you need to do. Repent and return so that your sins may be wiped away in order that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Let me just finish the sentence here, okay? And that he may send Jesus, the Christ appointed for you, whom heaven must receive until the period of restoration of all things, about which God spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from ancient times. Oh, folks, there's so much going on right here. <laughs> so many things that I want to say. I may take another episode or two to say it. Who knows? He tells him point blank, you need to repent. You need to repent and return. Return, return from where? Return to where? He's saying you need to repent of your sin and you need to return to God. And the way you return to God is in and through the Lord Jesus Christ. You need to repent and return so that your sins will be wiped away. Folks, their sins were never wiped away under the old covenant, under Judaism. The sins were atoned for. They were covered, but they were never wiped away. He's telling them your sins will be eradicated. Your sins will be forgiven, cast as far as the east is from the west. And we're not talking from a round global point of view. <laughs> totally cast away from one another. In order that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Do you see what he's offering them? He's offering them a completely total new life. Okay? You repent and you return to God in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Your sin is going to be wiped away. You're going to have times of refreshing unlike anything you've ever had. You're going to be living in the presence of the Lord. Well, how's that going to be? Well, they will see down the road, okay? What they have just seen is the manifestation of that. The Holy Spirit will come, and Father, Son, and Spirit will dwell within you. Now, verse 20 says, And that he may send Jesus, the Christ, appointed for you. That's what he's talking about. That when you repent and return, Jesus, the Messiah, the anointed one that has been appointed, will come. And he will come and dwell within you. But then he tells us, whom heaven must receive until that period of restoration. Okay, heaven has received Jesus. Now, Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. And he's going to be there until the period of restoration of all things. Everything will be restored. Would they have known about this? Yes, look what he says. About which God spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from 
ancient times. Folks, this is the reason that we must study, we must learn, we must know, and we must give heed to what we call the Old Testament. Because Peter said right here, he said, he's told us all about it. He told us from the mouth of the holy prophets from ancient times how all things will be restored. And Jesus is going to be the one that restores all things. But right now he's being received in the heaven, and there's some stuff that must take place. As a matter of fact, he's going to quote Moses in the next verse, okay? There's some stuff that has to take place, some things that will occur. We, as the New Covenant Church, sadly, most people think, well, I really don't have to know the Old Testament because I'm a New Testament kind of guy. That is so, uh, let's just be kind, that is so ignorant, okay? We must know what the Old Testament says. We must know the full counsel of the Word of God. And Peter is telling them this from the very beginning. He's building upon what they know. They knew the Old Covenant. They knew the Old Testament. But now he's saying, you know what? Jesus is the one that is the manifest presence, the manifest fulfillment of what came out of the mouth of the holy prophets. Now, here's what you need to do. You need to believe, you need to repent, and you need to return. It's actually exciting, isn't it? Well, my time's up. We'll continue in the next episode. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see y'all then. Goodbye.